even though I am just as American as you, I am not American enough for you. I'm also not Persian enough for like my, you know, Middle Eastern folks. I'm not Italian enough for Italians. And so I sit in this weird kind of triangle of I feel like I identify with so many things and yet all of these things don't think I'm enough for them. Hi and welcome back to the Zontag and Nothing podcast. Today with a new guest, uh, my friend, uh, sister and um, what else? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, good friend of mine, uh, Sarah. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, how are you? I'm well. I am excited to be talking to you on this podcast. Nice. Cool. Um, so um, usually this podcast, as I said, it starts with you introducing yourself and talking a little bit about yourself and about your life, you know, and how we met or like, if you want to mention that at all, I don't know. People sometimes don't forget how they met me. That's fine. <laughs> I also forget how I met people. Um, but also you have to answer the question on um, your favorite ice cream flavor. That's like key thing. And then, yeah, you can say your age if you want, or I don't know, whatever. So the stage is yours. You may go. Um, so yes, my name is Sahra. I met, oh, I guess for everyone, if I refer to Ilker as Bambi, that is, <laughs> I'm talking about Ilker. <laughs> Uh, I gave him this nickname um, way long ago when we had met, actually. Um, we met at school when we were both going to school in the Czech Republic. And that's, you know, that's, oh, sorry, no, that's your stage. No, it's okay. No, no, please Wait. go. It's funny because you say school in Czech Republic, and I was like, why would you go there? Like, why would you go for school in Czech Republic? It's that's the usual thing I get all the time when I talk to friends about me going to a school in Czech Republic or like yeah I went to an international boarding school yeah it sounds like, hella bougie yeah they're like yeah but why would you go to Czech Republic for that isn't there any in Germany or in <laughs> France or in England I'm like yeah if you only knew <laughs> yeah I know literally if you only knew um I guess it was like unique in the sense that it's a Baha'i inspired school so yeah. I yeah. think perhaps for both of us that's what um, attracted us to be there. That's usually, that, that's usually yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's so hard to explain that. So I, I usually go and I say it like, yeah, some friends of mine went there, so I got to see it. That's so why I went. <laughs> Just to get the shortcut, because I'm my stories about the school, not how I got there. So yeah, true. Um, but yeah, so we met there, and that was in like 2010, so almost 10 years ago. It's gonna be 10 years, eh? I know, wow, a decade of this lifelong oh friendship. <laughs> I'm so, so I'm so old now, actually, too. I know, it's actually really embarrassing to think I that I was. I was 16 when we met. Yeah, I was Jesus 14. <laughs> oh, God. I was still a, what did we call them? A hobbit. A hobbit. <laughs> oh, God. Um, a, hobbit, a hobbit was a um, character in Lord of the Rings, actually. So, no, I'm just kidding. We called hobbits uh, the ones that. So there was different rules for different students based on age, and if you're under 15, you're a hobbit, so you had to go to bed at what 9:45 or 9:30. Yeah. No, 10. 10 was lights out, I think. Yeah, I don't. I just know it was hella early, and everyone else was making noise, and I felt so sad. 
Because <laughs> you couldn't be part of it. Yeah, I had to just like stay in my bed and be like, what is this? <laughs> I remember a lot of people had like struggled with that. I went there when I was 16, so I was already junior. Oh, okay. Uh, so I had no of, no, none of these restrictions. I don't know how the life of a hobbit was in, in Townsend, so... Oh, yeah, I did it for a few months. Uh... <laughs> Wait, you came after fall break, right? Yeah, no, uh, before fall break. I uh... remember, yeah, I met you the week you came, and I was mm -hmm. like, a few days before I went home, mm -hmm. and you were sitting in the dining hall. That's how I met, actually, you were sitting there. Oh, my God, you your remember? Mom, your mom was there. No, my then, grandpa. But your mom was also there, no? I mean, I remember your grandpa because we my, spoke in Turkish. Yeah, cute. Now, my mom came um, in February before we went. Oh, okay. With, with your brother, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah. And then, okay, your grandpa was there. Then Mr. Artikari was there. Mm -hmm. Mr. Artikari was there. And mm -hmm. you were there. And mm -hmm. I walked into the dining hall and I was like, oh, hey, my name is Lakiri. Like, hey, my name is Sahara. Cool. Nice meeting you. And that was it, I think. That, that was basically. <laughs> The first conversation. It's a pretty solid first convo. <laughs> it, I was really um, not a person that would talk. Like, it was my, what, like my third, fourth week mm -hmm. speaking English. <laughs> And so, like, I was still, like, you know, a person that was really, um, what do you say? I was not talking to everyone because I was just, like, I was there for school. I didn't want to make friends. I was just studying. But then, really... Little did I know that I really wanted to have like friends, so I started talking more and more with people. So yeah, yeah well, here yeah. we are now, almost ten years later, still friends. <laughs> still friends and talking. <laughs> Very weird. No, okay. Anyway, so okay. Uh, sorry, I keep I keep taking your spot. Anyway, you go for it. So you we went at school and then, um, and then I moved back home to California. Which in. was really hard on some people. Yeah, it was really hard on me. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was it was a minute, but I got home and I was there for just a few months before I decided that I was going to leave again and I moved to Zambia. Um, wow. And then I went to school there and I finished, um, I basically finished high school because after that I came back to the States and I took an exam that allowed me to graduate high school early at 16 and I started my like, You're super smart, huh? You know, people <laughs> think that, but I really think I just know how to finesse things and it's not really a matter of intelligence, but a matter of how can I get out of this? Um, <laughs> so survival, so your survival skills are pretty good then. Yeah, I think they might be a little higher than my intelligence. <laughs> But, but yeah no so. i think you're very you're very you're very um what do you call it uh humble right now I, i'm pretty sure you're very smart actually like i i know for a fact that you're probably smarter than me but okay well <laughs> thanks baby <laughs> you're welcome um but then we were reunited again because you came to california boom yeah so uh, i'm supposed to tell it no way yeah sure <laughs> i don't i was just like putting that as a disclaimer <laughs> so okay fine guys just for my follow fellow listeners and fans um i'm not a hotshot but i went to california for like nine months i think to you know serve there in santa cruz at mm -hmm. the high Bosch school so that's 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 uh then that was like a weekend or so i went 
with Thurston. No. <laughs> Shouldn't mention names, me. <laughs> I'll just take this out, I guess, or I'll just leave it because there's a thousand people that have that name. Um, but yeah, we went to Los Angeles. Uh-huh. And then you had invited us for one evening. So we had the evening spent together and then the day after. Yeah. That was like the that next time. That was like the 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 that was like after two years we haven't we hadn't seen each other. I think that's when we saw each other again. Mm-hmm. Like you left 2011, I graduated, mm-hmm. and then I came to LA the year after. So it was like 2014 May, I think. Yeah. And then a month later, you came to graduation as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's when we saw each other again. I remember that too. Yeah. It so was yeah. Crazy. It's but it's funny because I don't. I'm sure your experience was the same, but like, it didn't feel like that much time had passed. It was very much, oh, I realize I haven't seen you, but we go back to being the same way we were in like a second. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's like Townsend is like a bubble where when you leave, time never really passes. Hmm. And when you, when you go to, um, how am I supposed to say? like when you go back there it's like you go back in there and it's like time has never like passed and and it's like nothing has changed really and it's like yesterday we went to school here and now we're going again you know what I mean like it's like it's a weird feeling like I went to visit the other day like this year in uh October and like I don't know anyone there anymore like hmm. Jordan and and then Francesco but that's about it like or Elliot, and then and then some teachers, but like there's new students now, so I got to meet them. And honestly, like it's like I don't know, like when they hear that I graduated 2013, they call me old, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, thanks. But then like really hanging out with them and seeing like the spirit of the students, I'm always like, my heart always like is what do you call it? like warms up. Hmm. because you can see how people enjoy the place and you're like man it's so cool that people are enjoying it as much as i do like when i was here well i guess some you know have have their problems but like i felt like the people i met at least i don't know and it it really warms my heart to see that and then meeting them it's like even though we have like six years difference on like them being at, at the school or me having left it's like because we both, we all were in the same boat. We understand each other's situation a lot. Like, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. It makes, it makes more sense for you, but anyone who's listening right now is sort of like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a math test. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just wild how so many people call that place their home. And it was their home oh, at yeah. different times, you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's like a pretty it's, special special thing I that still, we all I still have call it home. It's like home away from home all the time. Like whenever mm-hmm. I go there, I feel like very really comfortable and, you know, even though I don't know anyone, I get to know everyone there then, you know. Like yeah. I have no problems making new friends with the new students. In fact, I'm actually really close to some of them already now. And some that graduated a few years ago that I didn't see at all and then I saw them during one graduation and then we're like super close now. But yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so you went to Zambia. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then uh, I went to California. And what happened to you afterwards? So many things happened. Um, I went to school and I graduated. 
I went to UC Berkeley, which is in the Bay Area in California. Represent. And, sorry. You, you were from your post. You were really proud on being a Berkeley student. <laughs> yeah, I realized that. Um, you know, it was. I explain um, to people that being in the Bay was for the first time. I grew up in Southern California in the Los Angeles, Orange County area. And for folks that are not familiar, that tends to be an area with a lot of stereotypes on being really materialistic and really kind of bourgeoisie. Um, and I always... Bourgeoisie? Whoa, you know, that's like a heavy term right it's now. It's bougie, but like the big word for bougie. Um, okay. But I just, I always felt like I didn't belong there. And it was my home. I had grown up there. I... I'm from there, but I always knew that I kind of didn't really fit in and I didn't understand why. And so when I had gone to Townsend, when I'd gone to Zambia, um, when I traveled the world, um, I really was blessed to kind of realize that it wasn't me that was the odd one out, that maybe I didn't fit in so much back home, but the rest of the world had a community that was very much like me and was very inviting. And so the Bay Area was that same thing, except I finally found it in the States, no less than in my own state of California. So I became really excited and grateful to be at this school and to be in that space and learn from folks and find community where I didn't feel like I had one before. UC Berkeley, when you say Bay Area, because Bay Area is, is it just San Francisco or is it also like yeah, aligning so, things? Yeah, so the Bay is um, quite big. There's like the San Francisco area, which is what most people know about. And then there's East Bay, which is where I lived and where my school was, which is like Berkeley and Oakland. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so I spent the majority of my time in the East Bay. But one thing about the Bay Area is it's all... Um, pretty readily connected with um, like mass transportation. So buses and metro and stuff. We're nowhere near Europe because y'all really got it down. But um, we're, we're catching up and the Bay does a pretty good job. So I guess I graduated from the Bay, uh, like from UC Berkeley. And then um, a little while later, I moved to um, Washington, D.C., which is where I am now working and um that which is the capital of the united states of america for some people that don't know (laughs) yes thank you (laughs) Um, that's the only thing i know about usa to be honest uh, it's okay i don't you don't need to know that much um but yeah so that brings us to today basically and here we are (laughs) okay cool um and your favorite ice cream flavor please Mm, (laughs) okay yeah so this is I'm like trying to think because is ice cream defined as ice cream or is like gelato and sorbet a part of that? Or, you know, like, what are we talking? So um, we had people say that their favorite ice cream flavor is gelato. <laughs> so, so that's wrong. <laughs> I know. I don't want to call them out on the oh, episode. But sorry. Yeah, no, I, I, I did. I did say, I did say that's, that's Italian ice cream. Like it's the, Right? Just ask him, Joe. He'll tell him. <laughs> and, I mean, in front of him, I don't mention these kind of things because it gets really <laughs> heisty, you know? Like, but 
uh, that guest was like, "Is uh, yeah, I like gelato." And there was like a place in Vancouver that sold like gelato, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know. She didn't mention like an ice cream flavor, so I don't know. I didn't want to interrupt. So yeah. I mean, frozen yogurt is fine too, you know. So you can go gelato, you can go sorbet. Okay. Something so, cold to eat, I guess. <laughs> I'll just do the most. And I'll say my favorite ice cream is mint and chip. That's like my go-to. Or Dulce okay. de Leche by Haagen-Dazs. Um, oh, wow. I'm also a sucker for some coffee ice cream or like ice cream with espresso on top. Cool. So your ice cream flavors are this many. So mint chocolate, um, Dulce, uh, de leche. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I actually this summer I tried Hagen Dust the very first time. I oh never my god, had it isn't before. it German? It's Danish, but hey. Oh yikes. <laughs> <laughs> it's very close. We we border. This is where like you like... gotta edit my <laughs> lack okay, of knowledge. I might... <laughs> I, I might be wrong too, and all the Dutch people are gonna go crazy right now. Uh oh. <laughs> I don't know. No, but um I mean, it does look very German because it has an A and an A. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's the first time I had it this summer because, you know, little did I know, like, I didn't buy it for, like, I didn't buy it. No, I did not buy it. I did not not buy it for whatever reasons. I just never went to a Hagen Dazs shop. And then I did. And I was like, yeah, I might as well try it. And then I realized why I never went because it's, like, freaking expensive. Yeah, <laughs> like, it is. But, but you do get like huge scoops though. Like I have to say it's like tennis bigger than a tennis ball. It's like a baseball sized scoop of an ice cream. Poof. So yeah, I end up paying like ten euros or nine or something <laughs> for two for two scoops. But hey, it was worth it because it's pretty good. So yeah, if you see Higgin does just go for it. I, you got my blessings for it. I'm not even sponsored, but anyway. <laughs> but maybe they will sponsor me at some point. Anyway. Cool. Um, so just for the context, uh, you mentioned, you mentioned that I, that you call me Bambi. (laughs) So just, just to give context to this whole thing, when we were at school, we went out and as we came back with the bus, (laughs) we went, we, we took the, uh, ex, uh, not the exit, the, the station uh, on the fields to mm-hmm. go back to school and it was very cold and it rained the day before mm-hmm. and then and it was the nighttime. Water, it was very yeah it was pitch black there mm-hmm. it was like around this time of the year actually um actually maybe it's even like today but like you know, <laughs> that'd be eight cool years ago, i don't know um and then i walked the the fields down and i started slipping <laughs> and everyone behind me was like oh Ilka, be careful it's very slippery i'm like you don't say <laughs> so i continue walking and i started slipping again and okay like and nobody else was slipping. it was just me <laughs> anyone else in this huge group wasn't slipping at all it was just me and then i was like, okay I- i'm gonna walk slower this time and very careful so the third time i started slipping, i was like okay something is wrong with my shoes like and then i think you and delia were pointing out mm-hmm. hey that's like bambi trying to walk on ice <laughs> which is funny because today i was watching it like they showed like that part to my nephew like his first introduction to film and and it was the part where bambi tried to walk on ice and i was like 
Little does he know that that's the reason. <laughs> My name is Bambi. Yeah, it was it was something fun. Yeah, it was chicken before that, so I like the upgrade to Bambi. <laughs> yeah, I love Bambi. So, yeah, me too. And I actually I do react to that when you or Divya or anyone calls Bambi, like anyone calls me, like calls out Bambi, I react to that now. So yeah, it's your nickname. What you mean? <laughs> Thing. It actually went so far that my mom started posting deer pictures on her Facebook wall. <laughs> She's like, look, Gilkurt, lots of families. I'm like, mom, stop it. I was younger so then. Cute. Now I don't read. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And actually, honestly, your mom doesn't know my real name, does she? She mm. knows me by Bambi, right? Yeah, she was, I mean, <laughs> she would call you Bambi. And I'm like, mom, I don't think you're allowed to say that. <laughs> but yeah, she was out here. She's like, no, he's in my house. I'm going to call him Bambi. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. Yeah. No, it's cool. I mean, I'm fine if people call me Bambi. I I, I was, even when, I, when you started calling me, I wasn't really against it, so it's all good yeah i think i i take some ownership though and i feel like if some random person called you bambi i'd be a little sensitive like excuse me who are you um. <laughs> oh yeah yeah sure you 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 got a patent on 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 yeah your name, like you gotta point. come through through delia and i before you get the a-okay on calling him bambi i remember delia even telling me like i'll make sure that this name will follow you <laughs> till the end of your days <laughs> Like, and I was like, sure, try. And she did. And she left Townsend and it still worked. Mrs. Subri started calling me Bambi after Delia and you had left. <laughs> so that's how hardcore the impact was. Yes. Trendsetters out here. What's good? Oh my God. <laughs> Even to this day, Delia sometimes sends me pictures of deer saying like, oh, look at this, your family. <laughs> and I'm like, yay, that's my cousin. You know, Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer. <laughs> That's great. No, man. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so the reason you came on this show, I don't know. I'm pretty sure you didn't expect actually being on my podcast, right? Um, no, I think I just, uh, I love you. You were jealous? No, well, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I love you and this seems like something you're really taking on. And if I could support you in some way, I really wanted to. And this seemed like a cool way to support uh-huh. you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. Wait, I need to kind of... Okay. <laughs> that's so cute. Thank you so much. No, but like, that's actually that's exactly what you said when I, when I texted you if you wanted to be a guest. Yeah, because <laughs> so. that's what I feel. <laughs> that's so cool. No, um, well, uh, but you were also a little jealous because I had Jordan in and Mauricio in and uh-huh. you were like, hey, why don't you interview me? And mm-hmm. I was like, and this is, you know, I would actually reach out to you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, wait, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, in my head, I was like, you'd be a perfect guest to be honest in this, in this, because we always have like when we have like um, when we talk to our friends or we have like this huge group chat, like we always like talk about some really like deep stuff, and sometimes we get in each other's hair. Like last mm-hmm. time, I remember when I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you really I like to be devil's advocate. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> No, I I like to be devil's advocate, and I like to see how far I can push people and see how, you know, and then I I kind of I went a little too far, but hey, that's a story for another time because I don't want to be the bad guy. So, but I mean, nah, it's okay. No, if you want to explain, go ahead. 
right? What was the discussion about? It was about different movements, right? Yeah. Like, you know, like Black Lives Matter or Me Too. And I was like kind of talking how over time these movements become a little bit, you know, oppositions to other things. And, and, and you're like, but no, the core of it, it was actually to bring awareness and we should think about the core. And I was like, yeah, but at the moment, it's not even the people in the movements to think about the core. It's more about, you know, pushing through certain ideas, whatever. So I said that and, you know, I got jumped on by four <laughs> friends of mine. Not one of them supported my 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 point. But uh but then I, I quickly also agree that of course, yeah, we should keep the cores in our minds, but I don't know. It's 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 a it's a topic that still is going on, even like thinking about global warming and other other mm. movements that are there. You just think a little bit about like how are they actually like they start off good but then over time it feels like they're lacking like actual direction at some point you know so but that's just that's the thing i don't i don't know how it works inside of these kind of movements i've I've, i don't i'm not part of any movement Uh, i'm open to humanity so I, i support anything that helps human beings and yeah, so that's how I cover myself right now. So, <laughs> and I support women rights a lot. So, <laughs> yeah. <Hold on>. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just I don't know. Um, especially for a person that hasn't like I lived in different countries too. Like you know, in Canada, California for nine months, Czech Republic. I've seen a lot of different things, and I was myself. I was very nationalistic at some point in my mm-hmm. life like for people that are listening to this right now and don't know i'm like i was raised in germany but my family is from turkey so i was born and raised in germany but my family my parents are from turkey so i was brought up in this huge like also like a little bit you know traditional sense of things like you know turkey traditions are like this and then plus you know uh religion views like my Mm -hmm. grandfather is a muslim so he would put that on me i live in a christian country then they would kind of teach me about christianity and then i was myself i was a baha'i no i am a baha'i so (laughs) (laughs) i am i am a baha'i and then i would go to children's classes and like junior youth groups and I, i would learn from different religions and different traditions but i was kind of you know world cup euro cups like soccer games and stuff like that or football for british people I was like always like Turkish, like t- for Turkey. Mm-hmm. I wanted Turkey to win all the time. And then when I went to Townsend, actually, it started changing a little bit. I started being more open to other people's cultures and countries. And today I'm like not at all nationalistic. In fact, I actually despise nationalism, even when it's like subtle. Mm-hmm. Because I think, I think, of course, uh, we are all one race and we should work together. And a country shouldn't be put on top of other people. So every country can actually share what they have traditions or other things but i don't know like because i in germany it's a little different because in germany i'm i'm turkish and in turkey i'm german so there's not really like mm. a place where i fit in either so like i don't know yeah maybe you have some thoughts on that too because i've yeah. been talking so much right now <laughs> <laughs> no um i totally agree with you i just to like push forward what you were saying earlier um as someone who I definitely self-identify as like an activist and advocate and I think that comes with the day and age that we're in I think that comes with a lot of um 
ideas and hidden political agendas for people. And I think the way that I go about it is really framing that um, everything that I do in this world or everything that I aspire to do is to lead to the oneness of mankind. And Mm -hmm. I think I'm often tested on if what I'm doing is actually doing that. Um, And that can look like being involved in social movements and protests and whatnot. If that is Mm -hmm. actually leading um, to that, you know, beautiful time in the world's history, I suppose, where we'll all um, kind of be united and have that genuine love for one another, that maybe I'm not actually contributing, that I'm just, I'm a part of the problem. And so um, I feel like I'm tested a lot in those ways, but, but my point in saying that is I recognize that um, even with the great beauty and magnitude that some social movements can hold um when they lack that spiritual component it will never lead to genuine tangible long-lasting social change and so Mm -hmm. as much as it excites me in the moment to be involved in a protest to stand up for something and feel exhilarated by the presence of so many like-minded people i realize that us standing outside and having a poster or chanting or holding hands, though it's beautiful in that moment, it's not actually leading to this long lasting social change that I think we're all after. And I believe it's from, from the lack of a spiritual component. So we might go about it in, in different ways, but I think at the end of the day, even those folks who are on the front lines every day are also working towards the same goal we are. We're just doing it a little different. Yeah. I th- I think it's very interesting cuz I I think these kind of like movements mm-hmm. I think they show that people are aware that things are wrong, you know? So that's kind of cool to see. Um but so like they are bringing awareness to certain problems. Mm-hmm. But the solutions are a little bit harder to get to. You know, totally. Yeah. So we have a, a huge group of people everywhere around the world that know there is injustices happening. So they're standing up and they're doing the best they can. So some people donate in that case because they cannot do much more, which you know is also debatable as well. But I don't want to step on anyone's, like tread <laughs> on anyone's toes. So like they, like anyone can do as much as they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, like even even myself, I, I don't donate, but I do try my best to like you know help in the neighborhood or something. You know. For sure. But even I struggle struggle with that because, you know, balance in life and all of that is, is, is another thing. But um, I think because, I mean, because, okay, I'm just going to, if it's okay, because you're also not American, right? Like you, you're born in America, right? Yeah, you your 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 background is different too. So you mm-hmm. kind of you have this almost the same position as I do in in a country, right? Because yeah, you, 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 even if you have the passport, you're still seen as an as an immigrant to some extent. Yeah, Which, totally. I mean, is it, I don't well. I mean, it would be sad to say it's bad in that because I mean I know that I'm well German, but I also have Turkish in me. Mm-hmm. But I also have a lot of German, so I have cultures from... I have two different cultures that I was brought up in. Yeah. And I'm very proud of that. So, I mean, who can say that from themselves? Like, that they have 
bounty to be brought up in two different cultures. But um, so I wanted to see like how 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 you also like because that's why you're also so passionate about like you know injustices and things because mm-hmm. you probably also faced some injustices yourself, right? Yeah, I guess so. I'm not sure. No, totally. So I guess for background for folks that um, are listening who are not <laughs> yeah, familiar. Yeah, now it- um, Take out your drawing papers and stuff. <laughs> this is gonna get crazy a lot. I I am ethnically um, half Persian, half Italian, and I call myself Pertalian. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I actually to just add a little spice to this, um, I did give a, it to them, girl. I did, I did a DNA <laughs> test. I feel like Lizzo right now. Um, and I'm actually more than just those things, but they, they're the bulk of, um, of like my ethnic background. But so anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm half Persian, half Italian. I was born in California. I'm a U.S. citizen, but I'm first generation American. Um, and I have, you know, the olive skin and dark curly hair and thick eyebrows and dark eyes. And so I don't look like, you know, this stereotypical, like, wasp american and so um even in the way i function as an american in the united states is different which i think is what you were leading to i have like a example um when i was in seventh grade there was a boy who i don't know if his father was in the military or why he was so like intense about military but he we were walking into our spanish class and he like turned around and he called me a terrorist and he told me to go jesus christ and i looked at him and i was so confused because i have been going to school with this kid for years never in my life have has anyone even called me a terrorist to my face let alone someone that has seen me grow up with him and i was just shocked I didn't know what to do and I just called him out right then and there I made a huge scene I was just like not today I can imagine you do that who do you think you are and I was like in seventh grade I was like no this is not mm-mm, this isn't cool and so I would mm-mm, send to the principal uh-uh. um and uh and I told I told the principal I was like yo this isn't I, I don't even think I had like the terminology to explain what was happening to me in that moment, but it really solidified that like, even though I am just as American as you, I am not American enough for you. I'm also not Persian enough for like my, you know, Middle Eastern Persian. folks. I'm not yeah. Italian enough for Italians. And so I sit in this weird kind of triangle of I feel like I identify with so many things and yet all of these things don't think I'm enough for them and so it's this weird kind of balancing act of where do I actually belong and who what community is really mine um and I think I'm I'm learning that but but most the most striking thing I think for me is something that I've been grappling with in the last few years is I never really wanted to get married or have kids. That wasn't something at the forefront of my mind. Um, Really? Yeah, I've never really been... I don't really want to be a mom. I don't really want to be a wife. I think... What? Yeah, I say that and people always are like, what? What are you talking about? Like, you're so maternal or you'd be so great as a partner. And I'm like, well... And I don't doubt those things. That's exactly what I would say too, no. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, I totally don't doubt them. Um, But I just realized that those aren't things that I'm 
aspiring for. I think if they happen in, in my, in my life, it's beautiful. and like a gift in itself for me to experience those things, but they're not really things that I'm nurturing. Like I'm not out here trying to find a husband. I'm not out here so I can start a family. Like I, I have bigger aspirations than to focus on those things. So, but uh, <laughs> go ahead. No, I guess I, 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 <laughs> I guess it, it, it always is depending on time and place, I guess, you know, yeah no totally whenever i talk to my parents or like anyone else that i know that got married they're like you can't plan these things you mm -hmm. can say whatever you want but it just happens so it might be just that you haven't found the right person or mm -hmm. the right time you know yes i i don't know because i i cannot i i don't know i have a lot of friends that also say like i don't want to get married or i don't want to have kids but um i think i don't know like it's already like in us to to think about reproduction right mm -hmm. procreating that's like kind of in us to continue our race but of course if one person doesn't get married and the rest does it doesn't affect at all but um i don't know like why i want to have a family is like because i want to share certain things with my kids like you know things i i love you know people say that oh yeah you're just passing on your genes that's what what's important for you right i'm like not necessarily it's also like maybe my kid is the one that can actually you know help in the future and do something because i'm pretty sure they will be smarter than me anyway <laughs> but like because i try to help people with entertainment and make them laugh whereas my kids probably can you know build a rocket ship and then go mm. all the way to space i don't know but like uh i mean even when i talk see my nephew and stuff i want him to like like if he if he grows up with like liking movies that are not good then that's my fault because i have to like teach him about these things and i have a list already for for my kids <laughs> with movies so like Yeah, I guess, because, I mean, because, hmm, like, thinking about, like, the reason I'm here is also because my parents, of course, but also the reason I think this way and I do certain things is because they taught me. So I think mm -hmm. if, if I have a kid, they will also make a difference and, you know, in the future. So that's also how I think about having a family and stuff. But anyway... <laughs> So, no you're right you're right and i think um but i'm also not i'm also not uh criticizing anyone who thinks differently i mean everyone can live their own life and yeah for sure everyone has different priorities too so that's also really uh like something to think about because not everyone goes in the same pace or thinks in the same direction and that's cool because with uh, if we all thought the same way then there wouldn't be anything cool or creative happening around the world so mm-hmm Yeah. Um, Sorry, yeah, I interrupted I, you. You, no, were no. Thinking, you were talking about this guy who <laughs> called you out, and you were like, mm -mm, "I'm not gonna do oh, that." No, no, for, yeah, that story's over. That was just like me oh. realizing that I am a very complex creature, like the rest of us, and have struggle. <laughs> you know, complex creature. <laughs> I struggle with you know finding my place. But the reason yeah. I was bringing up um, like being a mom is because um, most recently I've been reflecting a lot on identity and um for mm -hmm. example my mom's side my maternal side is middle eastern they're persian and um, not just persian but they're from a part of iran where we speak um turkish like azari turkish and mm -hmm. um so our culture is also nuanced in the sense that it's you know a minority within this other country um okay and i was raised um, by my mom's side, by my grandparents, honestly. And so my first languages were Farsi and Turkish. And 
I, if it wasn't for them, you know, obviously things would be very different for me, but I just, I've been reflecting on how painful the reality of if I, if I was to have children, if I was to bring a new generation into the world, how scared I am that I will not be able to replicate the majestic and effortless ways in which my grandparents and my family have nurtured my culture, my language, my people. They have made me feel like I belong to a place that I have never even been, nor in the foreseeable future have an opportunity to go to. And just the power in which they were able to do that, I think is really incredible. And I'm very grateful for it to feel so attached to a place I've never been to a culture I'll never fully understand. You know, I can't, I'll never have that same feeling, but not being able to have the resources to then do that for my children. Should I have them is very scary. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't know how, how I, how I would do that because it feels very isolating and very lonely to think that if I had children and they were going to miss out on all these things that I barely understand about myself and yet I'm supposed to teach that to my children seems very daunting. And then on top of it, just to add fire to this already, you know, burning, I don't know what it is, just like mindset. Um, I feel like I'm losing parts of myself. Um, the longer I, I grow up in, in this country, the, the further removed I become from this ancestral place um this diaspora that has brought me here and i feel like the parts that i'm losing are being replaced by this idea of whiteness and that is also really scary for me mm-hmm. um to think that this like dominating culture that takes over the united states of america which um is is whiteness um is is starting to infiltrate the way i function in the world even though the rest of society doesn't grant me the privileges of being quote unquote white. And so I'm adopting these mannerisms unconsciously and they're taking over um, the, the like quote unquote ethnic sides of me. And yet I'm not gaining Mm -hmm. the privileges that other white people do in this country who have those same mannerisms. And so like just trying to negotiate what that actually looks like. And I'm, I'm talking in radicals right now. I don't think these are actually as extreme happening, you know, in the day to day, but just that reflection process of, I feel like I'm losing myself. I feel like I'm replacing the parts that I'm losing with something that I don't even belong to. And I don't know, you know, I don't know where to go from there. This is very intense. I know I'm just like word vomiting out here and maybe none of this makes sense, it's, but. <laughs> no, um, it's um, I, when I went to the North America, the world is a little different. Mm-hmm. Like even in Canada, like nothing compares to that. Like in Europe, one thing I don't like about Europe is that they ask you where you're from. They don't do that in Canada or I didn't see that happen in, in the US either because they know that you're probably from somewhere else anyway. But what what I think is in, in the US or like even in, in North America in general, a lot has like, well, a lot is connected to the skin color, like just in general. Mm-hmm. Like I was white in, in North America. That was the first time I was confronted with it. Actually, 2013, mm-hmm. someone came and said, yeah, you're hella white. And I'm like, 
oh, this is the first time in my life I'm confronted <laughs> with my skin color. And I felt a little offended because, you know, you're seen as face value. That's mm-hmm. basically flesh, you know, like doesn't say anything about you. But it does give certain people a certain understanding of you. Whereas in Germany or I guess most in Europe, it's like usually what nationality you are from. And mm-hmm. that is identified by your name really like then at the like latest when they hear your name. And I was talking to my cousins about this actually the other day, how like, you know, it's it's hard for like for us as well here in Europe because, you know, being Turkish and then, you know, each religion has their own community. Then, you know, you have other like Turkish people that have their own community. And I don't have a lot of Turkish friends outside my cousins. In fact, my best friend is German. So. <laughs> but like whenever I see like Turkish people on the streets, I can't, I don't, I don't, I can't identify myself with them at all. Like because they are brought up in a certain way where I feel sometimes like foreign, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and but they are themselves not even really Turkish people either because they were brought in, brought up in Germany as well. They, they were born here, they were raised here, but they still fight for the, the culture that they perceive as as the right one, which is you know, Turkish um, culture, or even you know sometimes even mistaken as Turkish culture is, is a, a religious cultures like Ramadan or other other things, you know, because when you're Turkish you're considered Muslim right away, but uh, which is not you know it, it shouldn't be like that, but they they have that also been binding them like bonding them really strongly, but. I never had that. In fact, my parents always asked me to not hang out with a lot of Turkish people because they were seen a little bit, you know, gangster kind of, you know, here mm-hmm. in Germany. Like they would like build their own crew and then walk around and stuff like that. But they were also nice guys, of course. There's a lot of Turkish people that are nice and stuff. But um, what I'm trying to get at here is actually <laughs> such amazing. So, so when we were talking to my cousins, to my cousins, I was talking to my cousins about this and we were talking about how our names and our backgrounds kind of influence people's acting with us kind of. Yeah. And how sick and tired we are of that. Because just because our names are Turkish doesn't mean that we are Turkish, you know. In fact, uh, we are more German than we are Turkish, I feel like even, from the way we act and do things. But I'm always like, I have so many different things that formed me and made me to the person I am. Like children's classes, junior youth groups, mm. school, friends, Townsend is one huge thing for sure. Um, my family, my cousins, my best friend, like all these factors made me to who I am. And I know one thing, uh, when I have a child or when I, when, when I have a junior youth group, even as an animator or a children's class as a children's class teacher, I know what to do with them. Like I, I know which parts that I know are like, you know, uh, sense of justice. That's something like the spiritual qualities have to be nurtured rather than, Mm -hmm. you know, cultural Mm -hmm. uh, um, virtues. Let's put it that way. Yeah. You're totally, you're, no, you're (laughs) totally right. I, I think there's that spiritual layer that we're really blessed to, um, have in common that is like a foundation and you're right that should be at the forefront and I don't want to sound like I'm disagreeing because like I completely agree with you oh you can also disagree honestly but I don't so I don't want to sound I like want to make it clear like no I think you're right and 
Um, that should be kind of our aim. And I think naturally, if we are being the best kind of people that we can be, our kids will learn from us through that, you know, like we can nurture them through that. But it's this other part of, and it might be because I feel so strongly like that I lack community, um, that I, I feel desperate to be able to create, to find a way to create that for, for my children when my grandparents so beautifully did it for me, but even then it's not enough for me to be fully accepted into that said community, you know, like my, <laughs> my friends, my Middle Eastern friends who um, were born in those countries and came here, like as much as they, they recognize that ethnically, obviously I'm the same as them, but there's this, um, patronizing kind of part of them that realized like mm, you know cute like your accent or like oh you said it a little bit wrong or you don't know what this is like how is that possible and it's like okay well <laughs> you know this is i'm not actually from that place i'm just ethnically from there and as much as i wish i could see that place for myself like i can't and this is as much of the culture that i could adopt a million miles away like you are even further ahead of me. Like I have not even come to the culture part on how I will teach my kids the culture. You know what I mean? Like I'm still there where I'm like, what will I tell my kid when I'm his dad? Like, will I tell him like, oh, you know what? I'm your dad. I make mistakes. So don't see me as a superhero. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. Cause parenting is weird. But one thing that I learned um, and it took Parenting me... is weird. That's a good <laughs> that's, that's a really nice way of putting it. We should ask our parents about that. I just, I learned, I think late in my life, when I was probably like 20, honestly older, like 21, that my mom is like a human. And all the reasons I can be frustrated with her, the mistakes that she makes that have implications on me or my brother or whatever are human mistakes. They're not just because she became a mom doesn't mean she all of a sudden was like gifted this wisdom beyond her years that she is now like capable of handling her own life and to others. You know, like I think we put parents on such a weird pedestal and I want to say our generation is like slowly changing that as they're becoming parents, but there mm -hmm. is some sort of, you know, shattering of reality that you have to explain to your children that like yes on some level you must like respect me because I am like constantly working towards your well-being but also I am imperfect and I don't know what I'm doing I you know two people got together and became pregnant and all of a sudden that made them a parent it doesn't mean they were ready or yeah. mature or had the knowledge to do that it was just this they happened, were just not protecting you know? yeah you're right <laughs> They were just not. <laughs> yeah. No, it's they yeah. Were just that's clueless that's on protection. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know, or even no, the folks that talking. are prepared, like they're not really prepared. You can read as many books as you want, or think that you can do it, but like you don't know what you're doing. Granted, I say that's all of this not being a parent, so like I also don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I don't know. Half the time I do things, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, in, in yeah. loving being parent, just in general, what I do in my life, that I don't even sure. know what I'm doing. Sure. So, so I was bored, I made this podcast, you know? 
here. I love it. No, um, it's very funny because in that uh, there's this I told you before um that on purpose podcast by Jay Shetty mm -hmm. and Justin Baldoni was a guest and he actually mentions that and and I resonate so much with what he mentioned about like when you're a certain age you realize your parents are not superheroes mm. you know they're not Superman they're not mm -hmm. let's say you know people that don't they're not infallible right you know? and 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 I think because um my parents didn't really um you know uh what do you say uh kind of told me about that that they're not perfect kind of hits me now when mm -hmm. i see them not being perfect you know what i mean yeah so justin Baldoni said that when he does a mistake he tells his kids and he makes sure that that his kids know that he can make mistakes because he has the same thing with his dad that like now he sees his dad in a certain way and he's like oh he also has certain things that are not perfect and i think uh what do you say uh it's important to do that because it helps a kid in the future a lot because even now when i see my parents talk about certain things i see certain little bits and pieces that i say is not right to say but they do say it you know mm -hmm. and i tell them that it's not right but they say well that's what i believe and i'm like okay <laughs> so like i cannot tell them i cannot force them to to just share my opinion right so i have to and they're great parents like, mm -hmm. i mean they they support me throughout my whole life and uh, they have points about certain things they talk about and i know their points and they're quite valid but also it shouldn't be a mindset when we in this time of age you know like because that's when you see that they're from an older generation too you know what i mean right in a certain way so i wonder if at one point we'll be like that too you know what i mean where we are like very stubborn totally with the things we know now and and then and then our kids will be like that that's not how you say it or that's you shouldn't say that and stuff but in my time you know <laughs> i don't know like it, it, it it's, it's something that kind of crosses my mind all the time and seeing my parents that way really like it hurts me because that those are the people that taught me to love everyone for example or to respect everyone no matter where they're from and then they say certain things about certain situations where you're like oh wow the same person says this too now and And I think it's just really life and how life shapes them too. Like when my dad was 40, he was a little bit more capable of certain things than he is now with 50. Yeah. You know? And uh, work and other things play a role too. So yeah. <laughs> it's just so hardcore. No, because it's, 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 uh, I like it because um, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there that have the same thoughts or like kind of struggle with it. So uh maybe this kind of gives them the feeling that they're not alone yeah. and also that what they're thinking is not wrong because like you like you thinking about this is not wrong at all because it's just human to do that you know you know do i fit in to a certain culture or place because that's we're human beings we're social beings we want to fit into somewhere And then when we do fit in, we, we, we question ourselves, is that the right place mm -hmm. to, and which is okay, because we should reflect and see what's, what's better fitting. And I think that's the, the only way to figure that out is through living life 
making wrong decisions too mm -hmm. uh, kind of like you know and i mean it sounds like i'm i'm i'm, I'm motivating people to do wrong like mistakes <laughs> but a mistake is not bad as long as you learn from them yeah. so if you choose something to do and it was not the right decision then you know it's fine just get up and continue you know so i guess that's kind of my two cents to all of this <laughs> yeah i love it i love it and for you know i think i feel very not i think i do feel very blessed that i get to have friends like you and yeah. so many of our you know yeah. towns and folks that like this is a normal conversation where we're learning and reflecting and sharing ideas yeah. and I think it's beautiful that you now have a podcast that folks can tune into if they are also interested in having these conversations or other conversations, you know, like it doesn't have to be so deep. That's just, I run at like a deep level. So yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Cause I feel like on a rating, this is probably the deepest conversation <laughs> I've ever had on my podcast of now 14 episodes, Maybe. but it's fine. Um, no, because because you're so right. Like friends and people around us. Like I'm so blessed to have people that don't, you know, stop talking to me or because of certain things I say, they actually are there, still listen and, and you know give me their two cents where I can like learn from and be myself. You know. Yeah. What I mean, like I don't have to change the way I am or think just because I am. I don't know. Like. I, I try to fit into some places and that that's really sunk in when it when it wasn't Townsend but even before I felt like I don't fit in certain places but but when I went to Townsend I realized what it was you know and it was really just like not all my friends in Germany were people that I could get along with because we didn't share a lot of things yeah you still there yeah <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> I I wonder if <laughs> Can you imagine if it was just you were talking to yourself? I do that every day. <laughs> <laughs> when I go to bed and stuff. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not that sad. No, but um I don't know, this is something that always comes to my mind when I think about like our conversations or when we talk with our friends about certain things. But yeah. So, any closing remarks on your side? or? Um, I don't know what this is going to sound like. <laughs> we, just, I'm eagerly just anticipating um, when this podcast comes out and I cringe at how embarrassing I am. Um, but You know, they usually sound better when you, when you listen to them on the app. They sound way better than when you think how it sounded like when you recorded them. Okay, well, good to know. I just, I feel like I'm going to sound so stupid, but I guess it's fine. The world will know who I am. Uh, uh, no, I guess my closing remark is just, I will reiterate what I have said, I think, a few times in this, is that I feel very lucky and grateful to have friends like you who... We can support each other in these moments of learning and trials and errors and get to do it on a fun podcast and also do it from across the world. You know, we, the majority of our almost decade long friendship has been while not in the same place. Um, 
And I think that's a testament to the bond that we and so many of our friends that we met at this same time, we have for one another. And I feel so grateful that I get to call y'all my family, my chosen family, and that we get to ride through life together on this podcast, on deep talks, on if we're going to be parents and some of our friends are parents now, like, holy crap, what even is that? So no, don't even tell, tell me about that. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I'm, I feel like I have nothing done in my life so far. Bro, same. So. I literally don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm happy for them, but it kind of shows me where I kind of, like a, I don't. This is another topic for another podcast, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted your closing. No, that was it. I was just reiterating. I was gonna keep going in a circle, but shout out to all our Townsend folks that are listening to this. Shout out to y'all. I'm out here, um, and I hope we are all reunited soon. And hey, if everybody likes me on this podcast, let's do a shameless plug. I'm gonna come back. This was hella fun. I was oh. way less scared than um I thought it was gonna be. So. You will definitely come back, because <laughs> because uh, this like we have so much more to talk about than just that even. So I know <laughs> that you will be recurring for sure. Maybe next time live, because um, I kind of forgot this to, to to mention this. This is also like a long distance episode. Yeah, um, yeah. So Sahra is in Washington, Washington, and I'm in, in Germany, in Frankfurt. So so just for the listeners to know that. Because sometimes there's also like the delay of answer and, oh. and and reply and things like that. But uh, that's just for the people to know. Um, but next time, maybe, you know, face-to-face. Who knows if you come to Europe. You should come to Europe, actually, you know? <laughs> so you, keep, you, keep, you keep chilling in America all the time. You should come to Europe. Yeah, I'm going to come. Let me save um, some money and I'll get my butt over there. <laughs> well, I mean, you just have to pay a flight. You have a home here, so. Family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I, I want to thank you for taking time off your day um, and really, you know, um, actually being here. So that's really cool. Uh, really help. It really makes me feel like supported and like you said, family and actually being able to talk about these things with you and with other people is really cool. So I also think important thing is to have good friends that you can call family, you know, and then talk with them about deep things and learn from them and teach them if, if, if possible mm-hmm. and and be there for them. So I'm really thankful for you and your support and I'll have you back <laughs> at some point, probably sooner than later for sure. <laughs> and uh, thank you so much for your time, Sahra. Um, and I hope you have a good hol- holidays and <laughs> and a good start to the new year as well. And for you guys, um, you can follow this podcast on Twitter, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket, Ch- Pocket Caster, anywhere you can get podcasts. It's on it. Google Music as well. Um, you can, yeah, you can contact us on Twitter, us as in like all the people that came here, <laughs> and uh, you can like you know tweet whatever your favorite ice cream flavor or your thoughts on this problem, yeah, or on on this topic. And um, I'll make sure to reply or even, you know, read them out in the in the future episodes. Maybe, I don't know. I have to figure out how to do that. And I'm actually thinking of having an Instagram account, but that 
is something for later when I actually made it happen. So anyway, for you guys, have a good Sunday and uh, stay tuned and volume up to the next episode. Um, we guys, we'll see you guys or he, you will hear us later. Okay. Bye, y'all. Thank you, Bambi.